What's going on, everybody? How's it going? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whichever one uh, comes first, whichever time you're listening to this. This is D from Project Airwaves, back at it with another session. Just wanted to kind of give you some more backstory into, you know, the this guy on the other side of the mic, this dude you choose to listen to who has uh, random tantrums every now and again. <laughs> I just wanted to cover something really quick. This shouldn't be super duper long because I don't want to dwell on the past too much. And it's not really a bad topic. It's something I actually am uh, quite happy to talk about. I'm quite humbled by the entire experience. But I used to be a smoker. I used to smoke traditional combustible cigarettes. And it was a weird process of going from smoking to not smoking to smoking to vaping, which that's how the story, I guess you could say, ends. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I went from smoking cigarettes to vaping, which just changed my entire world. But what I really want to focus on is how I got into cigarettes and how long and short of a period it felt like. You know, because for people who either currently have a nicotine addiction to, you know, harmful tobacco or if you're vaping and used to be a smoker, uh, you know, or chewing tobacco, you know, with the snooze pouches and stuff, you understand there's a there's a struggle, a power struggle within oneself when they when they get hooked onto these products where you feel that pull. And it's almost like you justify the pull. You know what I mean? So let me, for those of you who don't smoke, for those of you who who aren't familiar with this, um, I'm going to preface it by saying this. Don't smoke cigarettes. They're bad for you. They will eventually kill you or lead to some type of cancer that will kill you or completely, you know, permanently destroy your body in more ways than one. Um, don't vape. If you were not a traditional tobacco smoker, there's no reason for you to vape. Does it look cool? Does it taste good? Yes. But that is there for people like myself who are trying to get off of harmful tobacco. So my story with uh, smoking cigarettes or where it started, I should say, was I was doing security on the strip. And I'd probably been doing security about good four years at that time and i'd been through numerous stressful situations um i was on the strip when oh what was that i was one of the hotels uh not caesars i'm trying to remember one of the hotels caught on fire i was on the strip for that i was on the strip um for a lot of the especially like after um major events boxing events uh nba madness or march madness whatever it's called um, single de Mayo, things like that. New Year's, any type of major gathering, you know, major event that would, you know, just involve people gathering by the hundreds pretty much happened on the strip. And so, you know, I'd been through a few years at that time, kind of got my battle scars, but there's one situation. I don't know what it was about this particular situation, but one night, I just, I, I ran across this dude and he just, it was like he was stalking me. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. Like I worked the graveyard shift from 10 PM to six, sometimes 8 AM. And so, you know, for 
some of us call it, you know, the witching hour, which is, I say, between like midnight to about 3 a.m., maybe 2 a.m. You have the witching hour where for some reason, anytime before or after, everybody is perfectly, just perfectly normal, you know, cool, calm and casual. For the most part, you have a few, you know, weirdos and the outliers here and there. But the witching hour, man, I don't know what it was. It was like everybody snorted some coke and then went back to drinking or or bath salts or uh I forget the shit Lynn was telling me about that the kids were taking now. It was like something called like Gator something, Gator Face. <laughs> I don't know. But it was like that. It was like everybody was coked out on drugs. So this one night, I'm dealing with this cat. The issue started at the outdoor bar we had. It was an outdoor karaoke bar called Zingers at the time. It's not there anymore. Uh, there was this dude and his friend. Uh, the dude's friend kind of left him. He was super drunk. We dealt with this all the time. So, you know, we tried to help the guy and it was like, hey, you know, give us your friend's number. You know, is there anyone of your family, girlfriend, wife, who like who might be here that we can call to come get you or help you out? And he was like, man, I don't have anybody. I came out here. My friend, we were on a boys trip. This is not this is not. So then I was like, all right, cool. So I told my boys because I was kind of the leader that night. I was like the shift lead that night. I told my boys, I was like, all right, go back to your post. I'll go ahead and handle this. You know, I'll, I'll stick with the cat till he like passes out somewhere or something. Maybe call, maybe call Metro to come pick him up, depending on, you know, what, how the situation goes. So it was probably about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes after the initial incident happened at Zingers. And I start like I'm zooming around on this stupid little fucking tricycle thing called a T3. It is hilarious. It's like a chariot with no horses driven by batteries. That's the best way I can explain. It. And it is ridiculous. So I'm zooming around and in next to Zingers, we have kind of like an outdoor mall. So there's these little tents or little kiosks and they're all covered in their little tents and drapes. So people don't, you know, steal their product and whatnot. So I'm seeing like this little head poke out of the corner of the tents every now and again. Like, you know, first, you know, like when your mind sees something, it's not it can't fully make out or may not be familiar with the shape. It's just like, OK, what's that? So I look nothing's there i was like maybe i'm just i'm tired you know it's late it's about 2 a.m i was like yeah it's late me let me go grab a red bull so i go upstairs to the office grab a red bull come back downstairs to get on the t3 i hop on and this arm reaches out of the shadows and grabs me and pulls me into the shadows and he's just like hey bro i'm really scared if you don't mind i really need somebody to hang with me right now and i was like oh fuck no this isn't happening right now my my radio is on the T3, so I can't even radio my boys to be like, yo, come help me. Where we were was at the back of the property. So all my boys are in like the more forward facing areas of the property, you know, with the general public and stuff. So I'm in the back by myself with this cat. My life wasn't in any danger whatsoever. I could have, you know, molly this cat from here to Timbuktu. But being obviously the shift lead security guard, that was my job, money, blah. I was like, how do I handle this without having to physically remove this man so he's like holding he's like gripping me just like almost with all of his strength it felt like he's just gripping me and i'm just like bro what's up like are you good like are you really good what what's going on so he kind of i start getting him to talk and you know people tend to relax when they when they're talking out their issues or you know they they feel like someone's being or someone's listening to them giving them a a, a, a gentle ear or, or shoulder to lean on quick backstory to the backstory. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a whole nother session about this because, uh, this part coming up is kind of deep, 
I'm empathic. And so, you know, I feel that we're all sort of naturally drawn to each other in our own individual ways. And I also feel that the the energy you put out will draw people of familiar and or opposite energies towards you. Um, you know, it's because it's like the good old saying goes for every action. There's an equal or opposite reaction. That's just that's how the world and the universe works. And so, you know, with my particular empathic ability, I don't want to sound like I'm getting too far out there. But with my particular empathic ability, people like to talk to me. They like to kind of unload, not really unload. I won't say it like that, but they kind of like to give me more information than they would the average Joe, the average stranger they met. I, I tend to have this energy about me, uh, not with everybody, but with a, a, I would say most people I've come into contact with where they will just start opening up to me and not know why they are doing it. So I've just come to, you know, become accustomed to that and be prepared, especially when meeting new people or strangers or being in a, a large social gathering. Just with that bit of background, you know, I, I was kind of already prepared. I'm like, this dude's going to just, he's just going to pour out his life to me. So he starts going on and on and on. He's drunk. You can smell the alcohol. You're just like, oof, like, bro, get away. At the end of his story, he came out of the closet. And I was like, what? I am not the proper person. <laughs> this is not the proper time. This is not the proper environment or setting that you want to be doing this right now, bro. So I guess he had come out to his friend. His friend was not too you know, receptive to this information and ditched him. So that's how that whole situation played out prior to us getting involved. It's like seeing a, a TikTok or a meme. You're like, this looks funny, but I have no context. So that was the context of the situation. For the next hour, maybe two hours, this dude just stalked me around the property. I don't know why. I do not know why. I wish I would, I'd like wish I could just show you guys, like play it for you out of my head. But that would probably be horrifically biased because <laughs> just the way things went down, it was just like, bro. So, you know, after a while, I got my buddy, Joe, he's just like six foot five, you know, just corn fed Caucasian dude, military, you know, hoorah. Sorry, I hope I didn't get the chant wrong, Joe. But, you know, he's just he's like, you want me to you want me to handle him? And I was like, nah, bro, like he's he's not he's not like I say, he was posing no physical threat to me. I knew I wasn't in any physical harm. It was more of he was on my fucking nerves because <laughs> I'm trying to not only like project this image, you know, being a security guard. I, I don't want people to think I'm being Paul Blart super cop over here. But also at the same time, I have to be, you know, I have to look like I'm a force to be reckoned with. So it's kind of hard to do when you have this, for lack of better terminology, this little white boy following me around kind of on my hip, following me, trying to like. It was like a wet, it was not wet, it was like a sad puppy. He was like a sad puppy. Wherever I would stop, he would just kind of hover in that general area and just kind of look at me. And it got so weird. So after a while, I was like, Joe, take him out. <laughs> like, get him gone. Like, he can't, he can't be here. I'm, I'm over it. So Joe removes him. He gets him gone after a while. Joe was the smoker. Joe was my boy, but he smoked. The boy, the boy just smoked. He didn't, he was like a cowboy. He didn't give a shit. He smoked whenever he felt like it. And when he smoked, he was going to make an event out of it. He was having a good old motherfucking time with his cigarette. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was just so stressed out. Now, mind you, at this time in my life, I didn't smoke weed. I hadn't really drank. You know, I had a few instances with Lynn here and there, but I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a smoker. I've done no hard drugs, no narcotics, no nothing. I've never done anything in my life at this point. I was like, Joe, let me get the cigarette, bro. He was like, what? I was like, bro, I need something to chill me out. Okay. I need a cigarette. I obviously can't smoke weed because if I get drug tested, it's a wrap. 
I'm obviously not going to do any hardcore drugs because I don't want to die. So I was like, let me get that cigarette, bro. So I smoked one. He uh, he he was smoking what they use. I don't know if they still call it, but they call them cowboy killers. Now is a uh, Marlboro Reds or Camel Reds, one of the two. So I, I, I tried it. And I what was funny was I smoked it. I only smoked like half of it. I just like forced myself to endure. And then I didn't like it. So I actually put it out. I threw it away. And then later on that night or maybe the following night, I can't remember. This was so long ago. I got a craving. I was just like, oh, I kind of just want another cigarette, but I didn't want that. So one of my other coworkers, he was like, well, you know, not to be racist, but, you know, I've seen that most, you know, most brothers, you know, they like to smoke menthols. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so then my boy joe we had a little smoke shop over there took me to the smoke shop and he was like yo hook this dude up with a thing of menthols and the guy was like well what do you like it was this little habib shop and he was like well what do you like and i was like i don't even know bro give me give me what you think i can handle so he gave me a pack of newports i killed that pack i was like oh yeah this is my jam okay i just needed the menthols that was it i was set i don't need anything else let me get a cigarette pop one light it look cool smoke feel good get a quick little buzz go back to work so at the time, my ex, uh, ex-fiance, now ex-fiance, uh, was, she pretty much had started smoking a little bit before me, but didn't do it around me because she didn't want me to judge her, quote unquote. But now I was smoking. So we were smoking. We were living together at the time. So we're smoking. So we're going through packs of cigarettes. I would say for a good two to three years, I was smoking cigarettes. And I know for any long-term smoker, that's really a drop in the bucket. But for someone who's never smoked before and got hooked literally on the after their first cigarette, two to three years was a long time and a lot of money, especially, you know, we were broke for a majority of the time because my my ex was working at a, a, a ice cream factory, whatever. I was doing security for like 11, maybe 12 dollars an hour on a good day. And so it wasn't a lot, uh, you know, where we were living at that particular time as far as like after bills and everything had come out. But we somehow found money to get a pack of cigarettes. So, you know, as time went on, you know, I had to do, I had to do the normal stuff. You know, um, I've talked about before I was, uh, was church going for a very long time. And so I had to hide that from my parents. So right before church, I would get up, smoke a cigarette, go in the bathroom, brush my teeth, hop in a shower, put on some cologne just to make sure I hid the scent. Well, unfortunately at that time, the scent was in my car. So then, of course, if it's in your car, it's going to get on you. So I had to I was using air fresheners and Axe body spray and women's cologne and all types of shit to hide the funk, uh, you know, but it, there, there's no real way to hide the smell of cigarettes like you can you can mask it for a minute, but there's no real way to hide it because eventually the signs will come out. My teeth were starting to yellow. My breath was just garbage. Like I would brush my teeth like a motherfucker. My breath just smelled like an ashtray. My car smelled like a fucking ashtray. There were cigarette butts all over the 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 floorboards, just you know, smoking on the fly. Um, I was on the freeway <laughs> one time, and I just finished my cigarette, and I tried to flick it out of the window. I was going like seventy five. I flicked out of the window. What I thought, well, I thought it went out of the window. Apparently, it didn't. It went out the window and then right back in the window into my back seat. So I'm on the freeway going seventy five. And I'm seeing smoke starting to billow in the back seat of my car. Now, mind you, I'm in a 1997 Acura Integra. Okay, that is a two-seater coupe rice burner. That shit was hot. 
I was so thankful. What was funny is because I had, you know, a change of clothes in the back when I did security. After I get off shift, I change into my normal day clothes in case I had any running around to do or anything like that. So my clothes where the cigarette um, butt had landed and was burning, it was right next to my clothes. At any given time, my whole back seat could have just caught fire. But thankfully, it didn't. It just burned a hole in the back seat of my car. So I had a permanent reminder of this is what your smoking habits are leading to. Not to mention my my hands always smelled like cigarettes. My fingernails were starting to yellow. Uh, just like my skin, I could feel my skin. The, the texture of my skin was just getting kind of poor. It was just kind of dry. And so, you know, feeling the effects, I wasn't big into the gym at that time. So I didn't feel the effects so much on my lungs as I did my, my overall mental state, because it was that, that pull, that tug, you know, that, that Nick, what do they call it? A, a Nick fit. You know what I mean? You need to get a fix. And it was like, you know, you could, you could schedule it. I like to smoke. Uh, me and my ex would, it, you could probably put it on a timer. It'd be like every, at least one to two hours, we were going to have a smoke. And we were going to have a good old time smoking that cigarette. So then I started smoking weed shortly thereafter. And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you if you smoke weed and you take a hit of the cigarette, you know, it amplifies the high. And I was like, what? So, of course, I did it. And it was amazing. And it was super cool. But then it was one of those things where, you know, as cool as it was, you still have to deal with the facts, the truth of the matter. I, you know, we grew up, I grew up in the nineties, early two thousands. So it was, you know, the truth commercials on MTV, uh, the, the, you know, was it no smoke or tobacco free commercials, whatever. Um, we were in school, you know, you had the, this is what healthy lungs look like. And these are what lungs look like who have been smoking cigarettes. So you see stuff like that and you start to play that shit in your mind after a while, you know, cause you're like, I don't want to have these issues, not to mention, family history my grandfather died from emphysema because he smoked cigarettes for so long and i think um because me and my brother he would smoke not really around us per se but when we went for like gatherings or something he would smoke in the car so of course we got the second hand smoke so you know I, i'm sure that kind of set me up for that potential fixation or addiction down the road you know because i even to this day i don't mind it i'm i like you know i'm i like smells so I love the smell of burning tobacco. I just, I just love it. It just smells so good. Not cigars, not uh, maybe a nice black and mild, but like fresh fired up menthol cigarette smells so good. I just like the smell. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's almost like, you know, the smell of a campfire. It's kind of something like that. It's like that fresh light. It just, oof. I don't know what it is, but it's like little stuff like that, that I think, you know, just kind of my mind put the, you know, put all the pieces together and was like okay this is all right so then you know fast forward i got a new job i got a security i started working at my old call center it was called telus and i met my boy dale shout out to dale and amy you guys uh saved my fucking life and i love you guys dale didn't know him from adam one day i was outside on the uh smoke break you know they call them smoke breaks it was just a break i was looking for a cigarette and nobody had new menthols and i was like fuck man like i'm gonna waste my whole 15 minutes and i can't even get a nick fix my boy Dale didn't even know him. He didn't even know me. He just came out and he was like, hey, you want to hit this? And he had um, one of the, you know, electric cigarettes. Like it looked like a cigarette and it just glowed blue instead of red. You know, it was one of those. And I was like, dude, that's not going to do anything for me. He's like, he's like, well, I used to smoke and I just quit smoking cigarettes. And this thing was how I did it. And I was like, are you sure? Because I don't want to do. I tried the uh, Nicorette. That was fucking terrible. The gum disgusting that is disgusting 
I didn't want to switch over to chewing tobacco because that eats away at your gums. You can lose your teeth. You know, you get oral cancer, all this stuff. And I was like, absolutely not. No snooze pouches. Um, I didn't mess with the patch because I heard mixed reviews and I just didn't want to put a patch on me at various parts of my body, hoping it would work. So, you know, I was like, fuck it. Let's try it. He's like, um, after that first little session, he showed up the next day, had a brand new one. And he just handed it to me. He was like, here, I got an extra. I wasn't going to use it. He's like, if it'll help, you know, at least I'll know I did something, you know, I did something good for you. You know, this, this, this can help. And I was like, thanks, man. I'll take that. So, uh, move forward a few months, my car breaks down and I need a ride home. So I go hit up Amy, who at the time I didn't know Amy was dating Dale. <laughs> so I hit up Amy. And I was like, Amy, can I get a ride home? And she was like, oh yeah, let me ask my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, who's your boyfriend? And she points. And at that moment, I don't know if like Dale just saw me talk to her or, or if he was just headed this way, but she points and he is like maybe six to eight feet away. And I was like, oh, that's your boyfriend. <laughs> you know, from there, we, we had a, a, a blossoming friendship. Those two are those two are amazing people. And so Dale turned me on to to this uh, vaping. And I was like, OK, you know, when this when this little cigarette thing runs out, you know, how do I replace it? This is that. And he's like, OK, you got to get this. Now, for those of you who smoke, who are looking to stop smoking, vaping is the perfect way to go. However, it can be a little expensive if you start to get in the more collector you know high-end side of things which is where i'm at now i do not justify my continued vaping because at this point i do consider myself you know cigarette free tobacco free like i haven't smoked a cigarette in well over three to four years at this point uh actually it's probably been longer i'm just really bad with time in covid blah you know it's one of those things well yeah we might as well calculate what was that back in 2013 it's 2021 so that's about what seven, eight years. So yeah, it's been a long time. Um, I I do have my moments where I wouldn't call it a relapse. It's more of like I just want to remember why I stopped smoking, if that makes sense. And I'll spark up like you know if I have a friend or family member, or maybe my neighbor or something. You know if they I see them smoking, I'll be like, oh hey, can I get one? And I'll smoke like half of it, and then that taste will it'll just I'll let the taste sit in my mouth. That nasty stale smoky taste and i'll just let it sit there for a minute it's like yeah i remember why i don't like that shit anymore it's little stuff like that i don't recommend everybody do it that works for me it's it's a weird psychological thing uh but when it comes to vaping vaping if you want to just use vaping to stop smoking i would say maybe a hundred bucks a hundred bucks will get you off cigarettes easily uh, that'll take care of like your vaping necessities, like juices, chargers, maybe replacement atomizers, things like that. Tons of research out there. I don't need to go into all of the fine little details because vaping has been around for so long. Um, you know, there's so many YouTubers and uh, Grim Green, Matt from Suck My Mod. There's uh, P. Basardo, who's like one of the legends. Um, What's uh, the other guy's name? I forget. Dimitri. You know, so there's there's a lot of people out there to get this information from if you want the fine details i'm just kind of giving you a run through with vaping it was worth it because i got to not only enjoy the fact that i was getting nicotine delivered directly to me without the harmful chemicals and side effects and all that of tobacco now yes nicotine is addictive however it is not deadly to the human body you do your research you know you make sure you know what you're getting into and what you're putting into you now, some people have a natural uh, natural rejection or or they may be allergic to certain things like uh, 
vegetable glycerin, was it VGPG, propylene glycol, maybe the nicotine itself they may be allergic to. So it's not for every single person out there, but for the majority of us who, who are trying to quit smoking traditional tobacco, that's that's what you're looking for. Vaping is definitely the way to go. I would I would say personally, and I know I know hundreds of vapors out there. I've gone to, you know, like vape gatherings and stuff. Uh, my boy Dale makes his own juice. And so that was fun because I hope he does down the road. He was talking about making his own juice line and everything because he made some really good flavors. But it's like stuff like that. It, you don't really understand how good of a community you're joining. It's almost like being a part of a like an Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, like meeting or something like a group of people where we're all on the same path. Like we're all trying to quit this harmful or deadly substance. And everybody around there is everybody around you is there to support you and to help you stop. So as I was uh, weaning myself off or phasing out cigarettes from my life, you know, and I would get a, I would get just a hanker. I'm like, bro, this, this, this vaping thing and cutting it, this, this, and that. And he's like, he's like, okay, we're going to raise your nicotine level a little bit. Don't worry about it. You know, just wait The The feeling will pass, you know, just let it settle in. And it did, you know, the feeling goes away and, you know, it was just, it was so life changing because it was like, dude, I know I'd only been smoking cigarettes for about two to three years, but in that two to three years, I had done so much research. I had talked to so many people who were smokers. I, had t I, <laughs> my boy, Will, shout out to Will. Uh, when I was doing security, the man prayed over me to help me stop smoking cigarettes, right? And then he, he called him. He was like, he was like, I'm your work father because he was just always giving me insight and and advice on stuff. And so one day I ran out of cigarettes and I was having just a nick fit. I was just raging. He was like, look, I don't fucking like what I'm about to do, but I'm going to do it because I love you. And I was like, what? He's like, come on, let's go and buy you a pack. And I was like, Will, don't do this, bro. Like, I almost started crying and everything. I was like, no, don't do this. You would have thought the dude was about to, like, shoot himself for me. I was like, no, don't do it, man. It's, it's OK. He's like, no. He's like, I know this is a struggle or a battle you're struggling with, and I know you're going to win. But at this particular moment in time, I need you right minded just because of the situation that was going on. He's like, I'm going to get you a smoke. Don't ever ask me for this again. I'm doing this for you out of love. And I was like, all right, bro. Thanks. Like shit like that. It was crazy. It was like I was so thankful that I didn't have to have some type of traumatic experience or or life threatening experience for the people around me to want me to have better or, or to, you know, have a long extended life of, you know, happiness and prosperity and, and, you know, just being able to wake up and breathe and shit like that. And it just so happened at that time also, like Divine Intervention, a lot of the TV shows I was watching were covering, you know, cigarettes and, you know, people with holes in their throat and they're talking like this. They got a little thing on their throat and they're like, hey, my name is like stuff like that really fucked in my head. And I was like, OK, I got to stop. So I've been vaping now. For easily five, six, seven years now. Love it. I love it. I love it. Vaping is amazing. Uh, like I said, I choose to continue vaping because I like smoking. I just, I'm not even going to lie to myself or anybody out there. I enjoy the act of smoking. I enjoy the oral fixation. I enjoy the flavors of the juices. I like exhaling plumes of smoke from, you know, my mouth and nose and just looking like a cloud factory. Some people don't like that and they, you know, it's not their, it's not their cup of tea and that's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to be an asshole about it, but personally, that's why I continue vaping, even though I stopped smoking cigarettes right now, I'm at a uh, three, uh, 
three milligrams of nicotine. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the measurements, that's really low. That's right above zero nicotine. I I don't mind it. I like the I like the the fix it gives me. I like the you know the flavor. It's kind of that it, it hits you in the back of the throat just right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, be happy you don't. If you know what I'm talking about, vape on. If I can, I need to share this information. You know what I mean? I don't know who out there may need to hear this, but you know, for somehow, some way you miss every other fucking thing on the internet trying to help you stop smoking or give you alternative options or anything like that, and you find me. I hope my experience, what little experience I've been able to offer is, is something, you know, to benefit you or to help you change your ways or, you know, walk down the path. I won't even say the path less traveled this is getting more traveled by the day. <laughs> walk down the path of success that so many others have taken uh, in the world of vaping. And it's just fun. You know, there's a lot of little mods and atomizers and colors and all types of variations and shit. You can you can vape with zero Nick. You know, that's perfectly fine. But once again, I will say if you do not or have not smoked traditional combustible tobacco cigarettes, please do not vape. Please do not. You don't need it. It won't do anything for you. If anything, it will be more harmful than helpful. It is not 100% harmless, but it is it is harm reduction. That's the point. You've already caused the harm to your body. Now you're trying to reduce the effect of that harm. So if you have not already smoked cigarettes or are not currently smoking cigarettes, please do not touch vaping. Leave it alone. If you are currently smoking cigarettes and you're over the age of 21, by all means, find the nearest vape shop, go online, do your research, find videos, do whatever you may need to do. Get as informed as possible so that you can take the next steps to better your life and uh, do extend your life. You know what I mean? Because you don't know how, you know, you potentially dying at an early age can affect those around you. You know, it's just it's just nuts. The repercussions and ramifications that our actions can have on, on our loved ones around us. And that's something you got to keep in mind. That's just me. I don't think I can call it overthinking it. <laughs> but hey, maybe I'm just overthinking it. I'll, I'll give you that one. This is D. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes, more sessions. We are now currently uploading all of our videos to YouTube for our Patreons. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to every single one of you. I love you. We love you. You guys are fucking amazing. We will get you your first viewing of all of our YouTube videos and make sure you have access to all, all of our content before anybody else. We're still working on the merch. Please, please give us just a little bit more time. We're almost there. We're just tweaking and fiddling with some stuff, but it's coming. And and we thank you guys so much for your your everlasting patience and, and your your good wishes. You guys are amazing. So once again, no, not saying that. Let's 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 do this actually right. This is D Project Airwave signing out. Everybody say it with me. Keep your head in the motherfucking clouds and keep your feet on the ground and pushing, y'all. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Anchor. Sign up on our Patreon. We love you guys. We'll see you in the next episode or session. Deuces. Mm-hmm.